0: travelers and welcome once again to the before and after show experiment number one colon, second chances <laughs> it's a mouthful but i like it yes um as always i am your co-host mj smith and i'm your co-host cory Tyndall. and if you listened last week you know that we usually take a film that's currently in theaters that we haven't seen mm-hmm. and give our expectations for it and then come back the next week and say what we thought about it yep since there's not much coming out <laughs> Unless Not you want to go see The Boy this weekend. The Boy? Yeah, it's that horror movie where... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we've decided to kind of play around with the format. Yes. And so we took a film that we've both seen, mm-hmm. one of us, multiple times. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't like the film, and you do like the film. Yes, I do like the film. And we made our arguments about why the film was good slash bad went and watched the movie with the other person's arguments in mind and now we're here to talk about what we thought about it with the other person's arguments in mind yes that being said before we hop into that have you been watching anything this week Corey? i
1: only have one movie really to talk about and i think you've mentioned it before on the show but i got to see the movie chef hannah and i watched it
0: oh okay yeah, yeah with John not really yeah
1: it's really good that's what i've heard um i mean generally like my wife She does lots of baking and cooking, so she loves movies around food, so like Julie and Julia, like, you know, food type of movies, those are her movies, so I was like, oh, this is a food movie, and I've heard pretty good things about that, like, it got pretty good reviews, so I was like, let's watch it, and it's on Netflix, and man, it was really good. I mean, like, it's about food, and you get to see all that, but it's really just kind of like a heartwarming, like, kind of family movie, with a lot of profanity. (laughs) That's why it's rated R. But yeah. um, it's really great. Um, I would highly recommend it. Like, I we watched it, and then I told, like, three other people. I was like, go watch Chef. It's Whoa. really good. Yeah, wow. it, it's really good. I
0: really wanted to see it, but I think I might have to prioritize it a little bit higher now. Yeah. I heard that you can really tell he does his own cooking yeah. in it, too. Like, they, they film yeah. it to where you can... It's him.
1: Yeah, it is, definitely. And even, like, the technique when he's, like, cutting stuff or when he's arranging the dishes, it's very much like, oh, yeah, he either learned how to do this or this is, like, a side thing he likes to do. Got it. Yeah. Nice. It was, yeah, it was really good. I'd recommend.
0: Sweet.
1: But that's kind of basically it besides the movie we're talking about today. Okay. Yeah. What about you, MJ?
0: I actually also only got a chance to see one thing, and that was Mm -hmm. The Revenant.
1: Yes. Give the, us the uh abbreviated before and after show uh
0: <laughs> Sure. Um so a little background the the Revenant has the most Academy Award nominations this yep. year with a grand total of 12. Does it deserve them? Um eh certain kind of. ones yes i think maybe best director deserves a nomination oh wow that's
1: a powerful statement because i know you've gone on record saying you don't really like man his... i hate
0: that guy <laughs> uh yeah i i do not like uh alejandro gonzalez and Yaratu who directed the the film he also directed the best picture winner from last year birdman which is <laughs> a film i actively dislike <laughs> Which is weird because of how well put together that movie is, but mm-hmm. we're not talking about Birdman. Yeah. So The Revenant is the heavily embellished true story of Hugh Glass, who was a fur trapper in the 1800s. And he was betrayed by his fur trapping cohorts and left for dead after being attacked by a bear. Mm-hmm. And in an incredible story of survival, he actually made his way back to the fort that they had departed from mm-hmm. and other stuff happens. I don't know <laughs> how true to life the, the stuff that happens after he goes back yeah. is, but I liked the end of the movie a lot. It finishes really, really strong. Yes. It's really <laughs> meandering before that. Oh. um, It's a lot of this like weird meditation on the human condition is kind of what... There's a lot of BS to wade through okay. to get to the satisfying ending. Is it kind of like Castaway in the
1: snowy woods-ish because he's by himself or like kind of, Martian like, feeling? Like, uh,
0: it's it, it should be. However, what I will say is the thing with the Martian is he keeps video diaries. Yeah. The thing with Castaway is he's got Wilson. yes. Leo doesn't have anyone to work off of. He doesn't talk to anyone while he's by himself. So it's a really quiet movie, which in and of itself is kind of fine, but it's two hours of him walking around. And I don't think he deserves a Best Actor nomination, and here's why. I think he does his best work when he is talking. Yeah. And they completely strip him of that in this movie. There's two full hours where he doesn't say a word. So we don't even like get inside of his head? No. You get he has these weird visions every time he like passes out from the pain <laughs> or goes to sleep. But they're all these like weird ethereal, like bullcrap thematic <laughs> things. Yeah. And the themes are so on the nose. Oh. <laughs> there's this Scene where he sees an abandoned church and he finds this picture of Jesus and he like touches the touches the the, the, crucifix or not the crucifix yes the crucifix but Mm -hmm. he touches like the the painting where the holes are in his feet and where the holes are in his hand which is kind of like a Dadding Thomas thing. But yeah. right at the end of the movie he gets stabbed in the hand and so it's just like this dumb parallel that like he's Jesus because of how much he's had to suffer. Yeah. And I, the movie may or may not assert that Native Americans are God the Father. What? Yeah, maybe I haven't really hashed my way through that or not. I could be misreading that. Um, are they
1: depicted in this movie? Like, does they, he encounter them? or Yeah,
0: not really? yeah. So the movie opens with them being attacked oh, by Native Americans, okay. but then eventually kind of coming around to realizing that white people are oh, the real bad guy. Yeah. And, but the thing is, the opening uh, raid is so brutal that I was like, is this movie racist? <laughs> I don't think this movie's racist, but it might be. And but then by the end, like it, yeah. the, the beginning's so brutal, so he can go on that journey to oh, like okay. really understanding mm-hmm. his fellow human being. Yeah, and so it made that like way more comfortable because it was really <laughs> off putting. Like it was like I think this movie would be racist. Yeah, but it's, it's not. And um, yeah, so I, I just think Tom Hardy or not Tom Hardy, Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. is not that good in it. Yeah. Tom Hardy on the other hand is incredible in this movie. Oh, okay. He's so good. It's my favorite Tom Hardy. Movie. So
1: definitely a best supporting actor on I this. I think so.
0: I don't know if he got nominated. I feel like he did. I also think Donald Gleeson mm-hmm. from Star Wars and yeah. being Brendan Gleeson's son and Harry <laughs> Potter. I think he should have gotten he may have gotten uh, also nominated, but he was awesome in it, too. So I think there are two other performances in this movie that are better, better than, than Leonardo DiCaprio's. <laughs> <has. laughs> oh, However, no. at the end of the movie, though, when he's, like, talking to people, he's so good. Mm-hmm. And so it just reminded me, like, oh, you completely took away the thing he's so good at. Yeah. Also, he doesn't really look like a rugged mountain guy like it just kinda looks like Leonardo DiCaprio but greasy. Yeah. Which is my big problem with him is he never quite disappears into his roles. And mm-hmm. I love him so much and I'll see anything with him in it. And it's the only reason I was really excited to see the movie in the first place. Yeah. But it, it just he never quite is fully the person he's supposed to be. He's always Leonardo DiCaprio as, as this that guy. Yeah. yeah. And that is still the case with The Revenant. It's well-directed. It's well-framed. Mm-hmm. The thing is, Alejandro Gonzalez in he knows how to put a movie together, mm-hmm. technically. Yeah. He doesn't really know how to do it structurally, because I think that the movie should be structured where the first 15 minutes, maybe, is him getting betrayed by the fur trappers, yeah. and the next 45 minutes to an hour is him walking around. Yeah. And then the last hour to hour and a half is him him back there there and what happens after. Yeah. So I I think the movie's told really inefficiently and it was so he could put more of these dumb vision sequences in there. It really feels (laughs) that way. There's also this dumb super on the nose scene where um, Tom Hardy talks about how his dad was stranded and the middle of the wilderness and he found God on that trip and God was a squirrel because he had eaten in forever. And so when he found (laughs) that squirrel, it was like when he was the most starved he'd ever been. And so that's when he knew like God existed, but he killed it and ate it. And so his dad ate God, What? but then immediately (laughs) goes to Leonardo DiCaprio going through the exact same experience, but with a bison. What? Yeah, it immediately, like, it immediately parallels itself. And I was like, you can't do that immediately. You've yeah. to pay that <laughs> off later in the movie, or else it's just going to be really cheap. And so thematically, <laughs> this movie is super cheap. And I think that's why people are praising it, because it's so spelled out, they don't have to really think about it. But you don't
1: want that. In right. A...
0: <clears throat> no, you don't want that at all. No. But yeah, so I, I, I don't necessarily think it should be <laughs> nominated for Best Picture. I feel <laughs> like... We got robbed Mm -hmm. of Creed being nominated Mm -hmm. for a bunch of stuff. Warner Brothers completely dropped the ball on making (laughs) Creed an awards contender by not sending out any screeners to the Academy voters. It was my favorite Mm -hmm. movie of 2015. Yeah, yeah. And Sylvester Stallone got nominated, and he should have, but Michael B. Jordan should have gotten nominated.
1: Yeah, and that didn't the happen. The movie should have gotten nominated. The,
0: right, the screenplay should have gotten nominated. Yep. Ryan Coogler should have been nominated. Hmm. It got completely snubbed because Warner Brothers put no faith in marketing the movie for a, an award campaign, hmm. and they didn't even send out screeners. Do you know what movie hmm. they did send out screeners for? Jurassic World. Uh, seriously? Yeah, and wow. Fast and Furious. So, I just feel <clears> like... And, and this isn't to kind of get on the pandway. The yeah, of the, yeah. The hashtag Oscar's so white thing. That's yeah, a completely different... Yeah, I know. We're not, let's the, not go... There. Yeah, that's a completely different thing. <laughs> that the, 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 the race of these guys is completely irrelevant yes, in this yes. conversation right now. What I'm talking about is just, like, based on the pure... The
1: merit of, like, the film. Uh, yes. Yeah. It
0: absolutely deserved to be nominated. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just... It got completely snubbed, and it was the studio's <clears> fault. <throat> it was completely the studio's fault. Mm-hmm. And that makes me sad. Yeah. But... Yeah, so The Revenant's, eh, it's, it's uneven, but it's not entirely trash either. So you'd it, recommend somebody Yeah, go see I it. think if you're interested in seeing it, you or should you like go see it. Or you like Leo? Or you like Leo. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of things to like about the movie. Yeah. I just don't think it's it uh, should be as universally praised as it necessarily yeah. is.
1: Is he going to get his Oscar?
0: I think so it makes me sad I think so in my brain when he gets it he's simply going to be getting it for, for the Aviator. Retroactively. Yes edited. it's a retroactive <laughs> yeah. Oscar the, one of the only movies I feel like he, he really deserved a nomination for is the Aviator but yeah and before we move on I think we need to talk about the passing of the legend and someone yes. very near and dear to both of our hearts yes. and anyone who's kind of a film buff or a harry potter buff yes and that is alan rickman um passed away th- this last week at the yes. age of 69 from cancer as did david bowie who yep. had less of an impact in the movies but he's in mm-hmm. one of my favorite films of all time which is the prestige oh yeah, yeah. he plays tesla in that movie yeah i love yeah. that movie and yes. i love him as Tesla. that movie, that movie. is
1: great i love yeah. that movie too um Yeah, it was a sad day when I, uh, heard the news about Alan Rickman, um, and probably just because he is, he's just such, man, he, he just had such a gift for, like, acting, and like, you know, he'd speak of it as, like, the craft, Mm -hmm. and when you watch him in any of the roles that he does, like, whether, um, you know, it's Harry Potter, which is what he's most widely known for, or just other stuff, you know, he was in Die Hard, and, uh, he was in *Sense and Sensibility*, like the Jane Austen adaptation. He, uh, he just just become like we're talking about like Leonardo DiCaprio, like kind of sticks out. It's like, oh, hey, it's Leo doing that. Alan Rickman, like, just he melts into the characters. Yeah. It, and and his range is so diverse. You know, to be able to go from like Jane Austen in, like you know the 17th century to, you know. I'm a I'm a basically like this kind of like emo school teacher <laughs> in like a wizarding like fictional world, but like completely sell it. It's just like it's amazing. Yeah. He's so good. Uh so yeah, I mean that's just it's gonna be really sad to you know, to uh to see him pass and just to be like, Man, he just had such a gift.
0: Yeah, he did. Do you have a favorite Alan Rickman movie?
1: Um I mean, like, I love the character Snape, you know, just even, like, outside of the movies. But Alan Rickman just nails Snape, I feel like. Um, I like him. I like him in Sense and Sensibility. He does a really good job. Um, I don't know, have you ever seen Galaxy Quest? I
0: love that movie so so much. He's so
1: good. He's so good in that movie. That movie is amazing. If you count yourself, like, someone who likes sci fi at all, go see this movie. It's
0: on Netflix, so you have no excuse. <laughs> it's
1: amazing.
0: It's so good. It's way better than it has any right to be. Yes. And it's got one heck of a cast, Yeah, man. it does. Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Tony Shalhoub, yeah, Sam Rockwell, yes. Alan Rickman, Justin Long.
1: Yeah. Man, it's so good.
0: Yeah, I... Uh, Rain Wilson is in it. Yeah, yeah, movie. he is. Yeah, I love that movie <laughs> so much. It's so funny and so smart, and this total, like loving parody of Star Trek. Yes. You know, it it, it feels like kind of the Weird Al version of Star Trek where he does parody this stuff but you can tell he legitimately loves pop music. Yeah. That's how I feel about Galaxy Quest. Like, it's a parody movie of Star Trek written by Star Trek Guys. Yeah, who love it. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, man, that movie's so good. And Alan Rickman,
1: again, is great in that He's film. so good in that movie. Just his character, the kind of, like, washed-up, like, Shakespearean actor who had to settle for taking this role, and now it, like, follows him the rest of his life. He just, like, has to do all these conventions, and he can't get any <laughs> other... Oh, man, it's so good.
0: It's... Ugh, that's such a good movie. Um, I really... I mean, Die Hard. Yeah. I just he's so good in die hard that was his first movie was die hard um he got that movie after being out in la for two days he was part of the royal shakespeare company and he moved to hollywood to become an actor Mm -hmm. he got offered die hard two days after being here seriously yes wow yeah man Uh. yep that's crazy
1: and acting was his second career he did not actually like get a degree in it he's Switched after like whatever he studied at some sort of art, but he switched and started into acting like when he was twenty six.
0: Yeah, and had a stutter. That's why he talked so slow.
1: Really? Yes. Wow. Yep. Alan Rickman. I so love his you. his
0: delivery was because he was trying to not stutter.
1: To, yeah, to mask the stuttering or just to really focus on like I'm not going to stutter in yes. this sense.
0: Yep. And so that led to I like I can't see anyone else playing Snape
1: No. Ever. No. And,
0: that delivery is why like he's so good in in those movies even in movies i don't like which like the harry potter movies are pretty uneven in terms of quality yes yes. there (laughs) it is a series of peaks and valleys with those movies but he's always incredible yes he's
1: always a constant i'm like oh i'm looking for alan rickman yes yeah oh man so good
0: and another performance I want to highlight of his that hasn't been talked about as much. I've only talked about it with one other guy, mm-hmm. and that is his performance in Quigley Down Under. I've never seen that. It is such a good movie. It's a it's a western that takes place in Australia starring Tom Selleck, I believe. And Alan Rickman plays the bad guy, which <laughs> is like, I think he's an evil rancher in that movie. Yeah it's such a good movie and he's so good in it please seek out quickly down under i think that movie is criminally underseen by people our age and it's so much fun it's such a fun movie i
1: have to go pick it up then yeah it's
0: great i love that movie a lot
1: (sighs) alan rickman you will be missed you
0: will be missed oh man i'm glad that he at least left us yes quest and die hard yes I mean, what a note to go on! I know. Oh gosh, Galaxy Quest is so good. Um, okay, so we'll we'll take a, a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And we're back. Yes. And we are back to discuss Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, indeed. And the reason we're here to discuss Guardians (laughs) of the Galaxy is because last week we went over the fact that you like that movie quite a bit. Yes, I do. And I didn't like that movie quite a bit.
1: No, you didn't. What's wrong with you, MJ? (laughs) Everybody was like, how can he not like Guardians?
0: That's what so many people said. Yep. (laughs) Uh, My problems were very tonal with the movie. I thought it had a very strange tone. And your uh, things you liked about it were the characters and... The overarching story and, and the focus, like, it's a really tight story.
1: And all the weird tonal shifts, I said, lend, like, they lend it to being, like, this unique thing in Marvel's stable of movies. Right. Yeah.
0: So, with the other person's arguments in yes. mind, we went to go watch the film again, and now we're here to discuss that. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first, or?
1: I'll go first. Okay. Um <clears throat> Going into this, you know, like I said, I have seen this movie, I think this was, like, the seventh or eighth time I've seen this film.
0: It's so many times. I
1: know, it's a lot. Um, so, I was really, like, you know, I was watching, like, oh, yeah, that's enjoyable, I was, but I was trying to be a lot more critical, you know, just, like, okay, watching for things, and especially the the whole thing you talked about, like, the tonal shifts, and even just as the movie starts, like, the first five minutes we were talking about, like, that cancer scene that kind of sets up Star-Lord. I'm like, oh, yeah, this film does have a lot of, like, tonal, sh- like, tonal shifting. A lot of it. Yes. Um, and so, as I was watching, I'm like, okay, there's... Okay, I can understand how, like, your point of, like, yeah, it shifts so much sometimes that it's kind of like, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to be? So, you know, it's like, you'd have that, and then you go Star-Lord, like, dancing through, like, the ruins of a temple, and then and then you get, like, a lot more serious scene, like, with, you know, Thanos or whoever, and then so it was just stuff like that, where it would just be like, you have this one thing, and then like, either something comes in to, like, diffuse it, or like, whatever, and sometimes it didn't always work. Yeah. And so I can understand how you're like, ah, uh, that felt really weird to me, or, you know, it's like they bring the the stone to the collector and, you know, uh, Benicio del Toro is like talking and being all like weird, whatever. And then his servant just is like, I'm going to blow myself up. Like, what is that? Where, where does that come from? That's super weird. So there's things like that, that I did, I didn't this. And it was like, Oh yeah, I guess there's a lot more of this in here than I thought. Um, but yeah, so that was one of the big things I did notice. So what about you?
0: Um, I, you know, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit more the second time. Yay. And if you haven't seen the movie, what it's about is it's about uh, this kind of ragtag group of space bandits who have to stop this crazy uh, (laughs) wannabe warlord. He's not quite a warlord, but he's trying to be, from obtaining this thing called the Infinity Stone, or an Infinity Stone. It's one of several. And, uh, you know, if, if he makes it to the surface of this one planet and just touches the stone to the planet, the entire planet yeah. explodes. And so it's them trying to stop him. And that's basically it as far as the story goes. Yeah, A lot of the rest of the story rests in the arcs of the characters. Mm-hmm. And as much as I love the characters, I thought they were really good characters, but I didn't think any of them really had great arcs. Yeah. I completely 180 on that. I think the characters have such good arcs in this movie for the most part. Mm-hmm. Groot, maybe not. I don't yeah. think Groot necessarily... I am Groot. Yes. I, and that's, like, that stuff is fine, especially because yeah. it's true to the comic. Yeah. But I feel like he gets kind of the short end of the stick as far as... Pun char- intended. <laughs> ah, it wasn't, but now it is. Yes. <laughs> I feel like he gets the short end of the sticks that he's made of. As far as, like, giving him a true character, we kind of know where everyone else comes from. We don't yeah. really know where Groot comes from. Yeah. So I feel like he is a little bit underserved, especially given how likable and adorable the character is. It feels like we should have explored him at least a little bit. And I understand he only says three words, four, by the end of the movie. But I think we could have had someone else explain him. You know, there's... There's some things in there that I didn't notice the first time. Mm -hmm. One of the things I had a problem with the first time I saw that was... I never felt like Star-Lord was a real character. I, I, I just kind of felt like he was like a like a cool guy yeah like a cool Cool guy like a a scoundrel yeah just like scoundrel archetype with no real like uh meat on the on the character yeah and i didn't feel like it this time because Mm. i picked up on the line when he's like unable to face his mother dying at the beginning yeah He's, he's real cowardly about that kind of stuff and standing up and facing that and that's the entire arc of the character and so you realize that that scoundrel persona is a facade and so mm-hmm. he's it's just a coping mechanism yeah and so like that lends such an extra layer to his mm-hmm. character and she gives him this gift right before she dies and she says open this when I'm gone and she's never truly gone to him yeah he's not, He's not really allowed to properly mourn the loss of his mother. Mm-hmm. And so the, his arc in the movie is him eventually coming to terms with that, yep. and it happens mm-hmm. at the very end. Yep. But I liked that a lot. It really mm-hmm. sold me on the character way more. Yeah. Way more. Um Rocket's arc is really good with yeah. the scene when he's really drunk and like
1: Again, where it is a very like Tonally shifting because Star Lord is like kind of seducing Zoe Gamora, Saldana's character, yeah. and then it's like cut to fight, and then Rock and have it having this very like kind of like personal kind of like couple lines of like I didn't ask to be made like this and taken apart, and you're like, oh wow, yeah. you've got depth to you.
0: Yeah. So like all that kind of stuff is really good, and I don't think I really remembered that Gamora was an adopted da- daughter of Thanos and. Mm-hmm. and never really like wanted to be yeah i knew she had kind of defected but i i never got that
1: that she was kind of like i took this mission to save this planet cuz that yeah. happened to my planet yeah yeah
0: and i think it I mentioned last week that it was interesting talking about this movie after Star Wars. I yeah. still think it's really interesting talking yes. about this movie after Star Wars because it feel like a lot of the pacing is the same. Mm-hmm. And the movie's super fast paced. Yes. It's just over two hours. It's like two hours and two minutes. Yeah. And I think I got lost in it the first time. Mm-hmm. And so I think much like with Star Wars, I got lost in it the first yeah. time. And I liked it a lot more the second time. Mm-hmm. And that same thing happened here. Yes. I liked this movie a lot more. I also said that I had a problem with uh, the swearing in it. Yeah. Not as much as I remembered. Yeah. Not as much as I remembered at all. I just... Maybe it's just that there are harsher swear words in the movie yeah. than I'm used to for a Marvel movie. So I was like, okay, I'm I'm a little bit more on board with that. It mm-hmm. just I just remember the first time being like, man, there's a lot of swearing in this movie. But yeah. I think it was just like, they're harder curse words than you're used yeah. to swearing. You're like, what? In the Marvel movie? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I... Yeah, I liked it. Um, I think it's super freaking watchable
1: yeah yeah it definitely is definitely a movie about like the characters um and like i said last time how people were like oh it's kind of like star wars and i'm like no not really i mean like it's like a space opera so it does kind of have a lot of that like really like eclectic mix of characters and kind of like those weird things where you're like what the heck but I think those are strengths of the film. Even if, like, like I said, I noticed there there are some times where it is very tonally jarring. But um, I don't feel like there's enough of those where it just like completely brings me out of it. And so I was just kind of like, oh yeah, I, I could see I could see your argument from last time, but I'm like, I think those work to like the benefit of the film.
0: Yeah, I also <clears> think <throat> that the movie doesn't feel like star wars yeah however i do think it feels like a lucasfilm production
1: <laughs> How so? i think it
0: feels like space indiana jones uh, a little bit i mean the opening is super yeah. indiana jones yeah it is super indiana jones i didn't catch that at all the first oh letter. really I was like man that was they're... their
1: that was their pitch chris Pratt for indie <laughs> yeah, indiana yeah yeah
0: i bet it was um you know the soundtrack is amazing for yep. this movie. Yeah, it is. And the way they worked that in is super clever. I loved the scene after they had been arrested and they're going over the like each character's backstory. Yeah, oh, I thought that was such a brilliant way to work in. Yeah, like the backstory really, really quickly.
1: Yeah, so we don't have to be like, oh, here's all this exposition. It's just kind of like the little blurb, like, oh, he's from that planet, does this or whatever. Yeah.
0: And it feels very organic, too. Mm -hmm. Like, it's basically a movie where they, it's basically a scene in the movie where they hit pause and literally explain to you what's going on. Yeah. And it's completely hidden.
1: Yeah, but it it makes sense in the context of... It makes
0: complete sense. Yeah. I was like, that is some smart writing because... Mm -hmm this is actually pretty lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how can
1: we explain these five characters so we can move to the next sequence? Right.
0: Yep. Right. And and it's, it's they made room for a lot of action in this movie. Yeah. I feel like almost, uh, there's so many things getting interrupted and dis, uh, disrupted yeah. by, by action in it. Yeah. Once again, I do still have some problems with it. Ronan is completely underserved
1: yeah he is I, w- I was watching it this time and i'm like man marvel I you guys just need to make better like film villains i know you can do it like on you know your <clears throat> your tv level but Ronan had a lot of potential to be a good villain yeah if they just would have given us maybe one or two more scenes that like fleshed him out but just kind of like oh, you have a lot of potential, but you're just kind of, like, in the end, just a crazy maniac guy for no reason. You're like, okay, you're mad about, like, the Kree mistreating you or whatever, but we don't ever see, like, how or, like, really, like, what that looked like or, like, any of, like, your really, like, heart or reason why this is such a big deal to you. Never see any of that. It's just kind of like, I have to exact my revenge and da-da-da and gonna hit the guy with the hammer and make his blood you know it's like what
0: well they like because they allude to the fact that he kind of follows this like crazy ancient way of the Kree. like no one else in the kree really acts like this and he's trying to like hold on to that and that's already inherently interesting like this guy who's like trying to hold on to legacy yeah and and like find a place for that legacy in this new order that has arisen Mm -hmm. in his Race like yeah. trying to marry those things. I think you could do some super interesting things with that. Yeah, they just completely drop the ball on it. but They're just like,
1: we don't need you. Yeah, for... they
0: like don't characterize him at all. Yeah, and it just there's so much potential. Lee Pace is a really good actor. Yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, I don't know if you've seen a movie called The Hobbit. No, I don't know <laughs> if you've seen a movie called The Fall.
1: <laughs> no.
0: He's amazing in that movie. He's so good in it, mm-hmm. and that really made me excited when I found out Lee Pace is going to be in a Marvel movie. And yeah. he's like, he's good enough. Like he's he turns in a pretty good performance. Yeah, though there's a few times where he looks like Grumpy Cat, and that's weird. Yeah, he like he like frowns with his mouth a couple times. Yeah, and it's super weird. You're like what? Yeah, but uh, yeah, they don't really characterize him at nope. all. and. <clears throat> I was just like, tell me more about how the ancient Cree worked. Yeah. Like, wh- what are the inner workings of that that make you follow this code, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know why he's following this code. They're just yep. like, he's following this code arbitrarily. Yep. And so it was like, well, okay, but I don't... Re- you give me re- no reason to yeah. care. I'll... So, yeah, Marvel, get on your villains, man.
1: I know. Uh, come on. But... <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, like, besides besides him, I think all the characters, like you said they pay off really well. I feel like they have really good arcs. um, Just like all of them. You know, Rocket has a really good arc. Uh, Dave Batista's character has a really good arc. You know, coming coming all the way around, same with Gamora. it I feel like it all works.
0: Yeah, and everyone's in a different spot at the end Yeah, than when they were in the beginning. Like, there's true growth amongst these characters, yes. it feels like.
1: It's not just kind of like, we went on this adventure, and now here we are at the end. Yeah, so. I
0: mean, even Yondu at the end, when he opens it and sees the troll doll, he just starts laughing like, all right, you got me. Yeah. Whereas the entire movie, he's been like after him for the show. Yeah,
1: like, I'm going to kill you, and da-da-da. Yeah. And he just kind of opens up and I get the sense of like, okay, you're
0: kind of like family. I'll give it to you. You got one over on me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, like, that's a completely different reaction than what you have seen at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And so I like that. Um, oh, you know who else is totally underused in this movie? Who? Jaman Hansu. Who is that? The um, robot guy that gets his head ripped off by Brax. Oh, oh yeah. He's such a recognizable guy, and <laughs> he's just, like, has, like, two or three scenes in the whole movie.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's like that was the other thing i I didn't look for that yeah glenn close and john c riley yeah they could have just been random people why did they have to be big name people yeah
0: i uh, yeah some of that stuff was weird but yeah it, it sat a lot better with me this time yeah one of the other things is i looked at my my wife halfway through the movie and i was like does this remind you of Star Realms? And she was like, yes. So for those of you who don't know what Star Realms is, which I assume is most of you, it's a card game. It's a sci-fi themed card game. And so the rest of the movie, we were trying to retheme the card game with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, oh. Because there's four different factions in the game mm-hmm. that are represented by four different colors. And we were like, oh, those look like the green guys. Oh, they would be the yellow guys. Oh. And so we were, uh, we were like, entertaining ourselves with that but yeah. yeah i i to the point it feels so much like star realms that i wonder if someone involved kind of liked the look of the game oh and was like hey we should do this and <laughs> and like i like almost to the point where i feel like some of the art was directed by the people who designed star oh Wars. wow yeah it like it looks a crap loop like yeah. Star Realms. <laughs> Uh, which is a uh, this is a the board game podcast, but it's a really good game. Go buy it. It's like fifteen dollars, but it's it's well worth it. It's a really really sweet. Good game. There's a digital version that you can get for five dollars, and I play the crap out of it. <laughs> it's a, it's so much fun. Um, yeah. So that like was kind of fun to be like, hey, it's kind of like that game we play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's it's a really really enjoyable movie.
1: And then an- another another quick thing when we talked last time, um, you were kind of having lodging the complaint about like is Marvel going to crumble under the weight of like this whole MCU and extending that and you know that is um yet to be seen um we will see this year when Civil War comes out but I feel like Guardians like I said last time it does expand the universe but I feel like it is in a pretty like natural way it doesn't feel like it's just kind of like I have this huge agenda like I felt like I that's like the main message I got from Age of Ultron it just had this agenda wait till we get to this next thing wait till we get to Civil War wait till this thing happens and like in Guardians it is like okay there is an Infinity Stone like we're directly seeing it um you who
0: speaks for the first yeah, time. yeah
1: all that stuff but i i do feel like i said last time it is still a pretty like small like kind of self-contained plot everything revolves around the stone get the stone sell the stone get the stone back save people because of the stone it's all it's all about the stone and so in that sense it's like it's naturally expanding like okay we're seeing another infinity gem we're seeing thanos talk some we're kind of like, we're seeing space realm of Marvel, but it doesn't, to me, it doesn't feel shoehorned. Where yeah. a lot of stuff in Age of Ultron, it's like, okay, Captain America and Iron Man having to fight. Okay, I understand they're going to disagree, but there's this a couple scenes where it just feels really shoehorned, like, hey. Chopping one. <laughs> yeah. Or just even the, like, let's get physical and, like, fight before yeah. we create vision. It's like, it just really feels like, hey, this is a trailer for you know, Civil War, or it's like, hey, let's have this unnecessary, like, 15-minute scene about the Wakanda trade and the vibranium. It's like, you don't even... (sighs) That's probably the worst offender, I think, in my case, in Age of Ultron. It's just like, you really don't need that. All you had to do is just, like, when they pull it up, like, on the computer or whatever, it's like, oh, vibranium from Wakanda, shipment was stolen. There you go. (laughs) We don't have to have a 15-minute scene with... You know, introducing the character I don't know. So Welcome
0: to our new podcast, Corey Fixes Age of Ultron.
1: Yes. Oh man, that could that could be a podcast. Um but I don't feel like Age of Ultron eff um well, Age of Ultron does offend on that level. I don't feel like Guardians <laughs> offends on that level of like, here's this one thing, get ready for the payoff like three movies later. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I I mostly agree. I think a lot of the stuff with Thanos is Would be really confusing for someone. Yeah, the first time they watched it, we watched it with my parents who don't really watch the Marvel movies at all. Yeah, and I think they were along for the ride, but I was like, "Man, this is confusing." Yeah, trying to look at it through their eyes, I was like, "How are they watching this movie?" And like, (laughs) and like, I feel like all the scenes where. It's like people walking around talking about the politics of the of the universe. I was just like, "What?" Like it took me I figured out <laughs> the prequels and yeah. it was confusing to me. <laughs> so, I, that kind of stuff. It almost felt like they were trying to go like trying to show the politics that were on display in the prequel trilogy of Star Wars and kind of like footnoting it. Yeah. So it didn't like really work because it didn't it like kind of wants to fully embrace it but also knows that that's it's the like, that's big the, complaint yep. with the prequels so like it never does yeah so it just ends up being even more confusing because they never fully address it head on because mm-hmm. there's like a peace treaty between the Cree and the nova yeah because of blockades and i was like this feels exactly like episode one yeah, yeah. and so there's a lot of like walking and talking about that kind of yep. stuff that i think my parents were like what
1: yeah what? what's going on like why are we talking even
0: me I, even I was kind of like what why are yeah and then like- you're like
1: why does Ronan want to go blow up the planet mm-hmm. like yeah yeah there definitely is a lot of that where it's like here's a little political baseline but we're not going to like touch it too much because we don't want to like Phantom Menace it yeah,
0: yeah which I feel like is almost worse because at least <laughs> Phantom Menace like embraces it enough to where you can like pay attention and learn about it and explain it or look it up yeah. and have it explain to you I'm still pretty confused about what's going on in Guardians. Yeah. And then, like, how Thanos plays into all that. Like, even my wife was talking after about, like, so is Thanos a dictator or a warlord? Or does he want to be one? Or is he one? Or what's his role in everything right now? I feel like they haven't really done a good job characterizing him. No, not really. Which is weird because they're really pushing him. Yeah. And so that, like, that's kind of... mm, We'll see. Yeah, I don't
1: know when they're gonna do it because obviously you can't have like a Thanos movie before Infinity War Mm -hmm. comes out but I mean like there is a lot of characterization of Thanos in the comics so by the time Infinity War happens you understand why he's doing this and you know as you and I have talked about before that's what makes a good villain a good villain you understand why and they think like they're doing the right thing. You know, in their own eyes. And so if we don't get any of that, it's kind of like, uh, we're just going to have a big battle to have a big battle and stretch it over two movies. But
0: yeah, I mean, did you see how many characters are going to be in Infinity War? Uh,
1: like 70 something? 67. Oh man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Mm. We'll see. Civil War will be the, uh. The training ground, the testing ground, I guess.
0: I feel like, oh man,
1: I still have hope. I'm, I'm still pretty optimistic about. I'm excited
0: for Civil War, but Infinity War and then just being like, yeah, we're gonna have sixty seven characters. I was just like, hey, you know what? Spider Man (laughs) needed more of characters.
1: Yes. You know what it seems
0: like? Batman v Superman needs more characters. Yep. No. Yeah. I, I just can't even wrap my head around that many characters in a movie i don't
1: man i don't know yeah it's like look at the other franchises that have tried that what has happened three and they like you know combust so but yeah so all all that to say um i i like guardians of the galaxy i mean i think it does have some ties to the mcu obviously but i feel like it does do a pretty good job being like a standalone in a sense i know it's not completely but it's better than i don't know something like say thor 2 or iron man 2, iron man 2. that's a horrible movie <laughs> it's probably the worst marvel movie oh yeah that's... in the mcu yeah, um, yeah i think
0: so yeah i liked it too i i completely um like i would do- totally watch this movie again pretty soon sweet like yeah yeah i would uh i would totally watch this again and i'm I really enjoyed myself watching this. It was a good time. and Sweet. Yeah, watching with my parents, like... My mom was, like, cracking up throughout the whole movie. Yeah. She thought it was
1: hilarious, and... Did they like all the 70s music? Yeah.
0: They were super into the soundtrack. Like, my dad lost his mind when Fooled Around and Fell in Love by Elvin Bishop. Yeah. One. He was like, oh my gosh, like, what a weird song to put in this, like, super mainstream yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... My mom really liked Rocket needing all the prosthetic limbs. Yeah. And kind of everything with him. She loved Groot.
1: Yeah. Um, Groot's great.
0: Yeah. And she loved baby Groot dancing at the end. Yep. Uh, She always liked to. She, like, by the end of the movie, I am Groot was her catchphrase. Yeah. So.
1: (sighs) It's so good. Yeah.
0: So. Yeah, it's a yeah. good movie. It's a good movie. Uh, Sweet. Anything else to say about it?
1: Uh, I mean, I I don't think so. Yeah. I'm glad that you were able to enjoy it, this second viewing. Yeah. Has it has any has that like switched its position in the list of Marvel movies for you?
0: I think so. I think I'd really have to look at all of them to figure out the ranking, but it might be kind of up there with me now. Yeah. Like I think I did a pretty big 180 with it. I I it's a really enjoyable movie actually. Yeah. Sweet. Yep so that's why we do this that's yes. why we do Second Chances yes. and, uh, you know it's a movie I wanted to like and I did and I wanted to like it the first time I saw it and I didn't but I do now so. yes cool alright well you can find us on Facebook yep. Twitter at before and after pod that's at before the letter N mm-hmm. after pod and
1: email, email the, the show
0: before and after show at gmail.com Let tell us, us know what, what you think.
1: think Yeah. do you like Guardians of the Galaxy do you think it's dumb I don't know. Yeah. Favorite Marvel movie? Tell yeah. us.
0: Favorite Marvel movie. And they're not asking me to do this at all, but someone that we partner with quite a yes. bit, Sinertane Drive-In. So it, if you
1: live here locally in Bakersfield. In Bakersfield, Bakersfield California. Yeah.
0: Um, they are doing this really cool thing. They're doing a bunch of cool things in twenty. Yes, they are. And I'm really, yeah. really excited about Exciting. a lot of the stuff they're doing. So what they've started doing is... They've started doing classic movies at the Fox Theater here in town. They just had their first showing Saturday night. Unfortunately, I'm working two jobs right now, so I won't be able to make it to one probably until after February. Mm -hmm. But this last Saturday night, they showed Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs on the big screen. Yes. That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. February 6th, they are showing Alice in Wonderland. I'm
1: so excited. I'm going to go see that. Love Alice in Wonderland. Are you? I've never
0: seen it. What? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Snow White either. Man. I own it. I own Snow White. I don't think I own Alice in Wonderland.
1: Alice in Wonderland's great. Is it? Yeah, it's kind of a drug trip, but it's great. Yeah.
0: And that is that is 1951 Alice in Wonderland. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Not, not Johnny Depp one, yeah. Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> um, and then February 14th, which I think I will be at, um, that is Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, I saw that. They're showing Casablanca yeah, that'll be really on the sweet. big screen. I really, really want to go to that. I'm so excited for see, that. See, and
1: I've never seen Casablanca.
0: So. I've seen it once before, but I would love to go see it big and and in kind of a movie palace like that that's the thing you guys that's why i love going to the fox theater if you guys know the fox theater in town it's a historic building it's an awesome venue for a concert but it's an even better movie place to watch movies and it's an old movie palace that's mm-hmm. what the point of it was and i've only seen a handful of movies there There's an international film society in town Mm -hmm. that shows foreign films. So I saw the movie once there. I saw Son of Rambo there. Both amazing movies. And then one summer... They randomly showed Raiders of the Lost Ark oh for a dollar wow at the Fox Theater. And I was like, it was one of the first dates I went on with my wife. I was just like, we're going to this. That's awesome. It was so much fun to see that movie on a big screen in yeah. an old movie palace like that. Especially because it takes place in like the era yeah. of the movie palace. Yeah. And so to really just ha- is it like have that experience was great. And I just got like super stoked. And there were a bunch of people brought their kids to it. And I was so excited and it, there was no one there almost though Aww. I couldn't believe it I was like what the heck else are you doing with your Saturday morning yeah. sleeping they're showing Raiders of the Lost Ark what are you talking about so the Fox Theater is a great place to watch movies entertain is a great mm-hmm. place to yes uh, a great company uh, I love them they're yes. doing so much for repertory cinema in Bakersfield mm-hmm. that I would I, I just love everything they yeah. do. Another thing they're doing is at Temblor Brewing Company. Yes, they're starting to do trivia nights, and it's trivia and a movie. Mm-hmm. These events are twenty-one uh, years and, and older, older yeah. because it's a brewery and there's a bar back there. Yep. And these events are ten dollars per person mm-hmm. if you want to play trivia, five dollars if you want to just watch the movie. Yeah, and. They did a Star Wars trivia night. And that was great. They showed the movie Fanboys immediately after. Yes. And we helped out with that, and it was a blast. Yes. February 13th, they're doing Valentine's Day trivia and showing When Harry Met Sally.
1: Yes, which is another great film. Never seen it. Really? Yep. What? Yep. Okay, you gotta gotta add that to the list. Yeah,
0: I know, I know. I actually, they had a poll for uh, what to show at the Fox on Valentine's Day, and I voted for that one, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, I guess I got enough votes to show it the night before, but yeah, so that'll be a good time. Unfortunately, I won't be at that one either because I have work, but I am l- going to try my hardest to be at Casablanca because I like that movie quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And Cinder Train's great.
1: Yeah, they are. Go support them.
0: Yeah, please do. And and they show double features in, in like, drive-in style yeah. over the summer, and it's awesome. I, it's really fun. Yeah, I mean, I... I went to a double feature there last summer and immediately went back the next summer with you and your wife. Yeah. Or the next Saturday. Yeah. I went went with with my friend Robert and my wife and saw Jurassic Park and Jaws back-to-back, two of my favorite movies. Yeah. and then immediately the next week, I was like, you guys, we have to go do this thing. And the four of us went to go see uh, Ferris, Ferris Bueller, Bueller. And Breakfast Club. And Breakfast Club. Yeah. Yeah. And it was such a good time. Yeah, it was and fun. They have the best snow cone you'll yes, ever they have do. out there.
1: Yes, they do. You
0: were obsessed with those snow cones. Yeah,
1: man. they're really good. You were like,
0: I'm going to go get a second one. Yeah,
1: they're really good. <laughs> they man. are really good. But yeah,
0: so support them. Like mm-hmm. I said, they're not paying us to do this. We just. Yeah, want to do all we can to uh, support good cinema in Bakersfield, and they are showing good cinema in Bakersfield. Yeah, and that is something that I respect a lot, and I like the way they go about doing it. Yeah, everyone who works there is great. Yeah, they've been super supportive of us. They've been really nice to us. Mm -hmm. They've invited us to a bunch of their events. So. I, yeah, I like them. They did the big Back to the Future event.
1: Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So if you guys listened to that. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah, just go like their Facebook page.
1: Yeah, and... go check them out. Yeah. What else are you doing on a Saturday night? I mean, like, just, it's awesome. Yeah,
0: I mean, there's not anything better going on on a Saturday night than Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, come on. Come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> People are like, what's wrong with you? Yep. Oh, but, no, it's so good. But, yeah, really, it's... go support them. Yeah, They're really doing do. good stuff.
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah, and we look forward to being at any events they will have us out to. We're always available for that. So yeah, uh, I guess until next week, go watch... Guardians? Or go eat some hot chicken from KFC because they are selling Nashville hot chicken at KFC now.
1: I will do that.
0: Do, did